Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. It's time for another show dedicated to the world of keto. Check out ketoreset.com for details about my New York Times bestselling book and send your questions to info at ketoreset.com. Welcome, listeners. It's Brad Kearns for a special show devoted to keto, as always. And I have two exciting guests we've been trying to connect for a long time. We put the triangle together, the triangle of power this morning. And we have Rob Rogers and Gary Millett, the founders and principals of the company Real Ketones. Their uh, popular product is known as Kegenics. Thank you, gentlemen, for coming on from beautiful Salt Lake City. Yeah, absolutely. Look forward to it. Home of Tyler Curley, whose birthday is today. Can you believe that? So one listener is going to be excited that I plugged him. But mostly I want to talk about the incredible, wonderful world of exogenous ketones. Um, They've been out now for a while, but I remember when they first came out, um, it was such a mind-blowing concept that you could actually consume uh, a a ketone body, the same thing that your, your body, your liver manufactures internally, that you could consume that in supplement form. Because getting into ketosis, as we know, requires a you know devoted period of dietary carbohydrate restriction, and it's a very fragile state where if you drink an orange juice for breakfast, all of a sudden you're out of ketosis for a long time. And now we're finding out that, hey, just uh, mix this powder in water and you have a ready available source of energy with all these incredible benefits of ketone burning. Um, so let's get into it, and I'd love you guys to start the story uh, wherever you like, but how you know, how you got into this world, this brand new kind of supplement category, and what's been happening from your perspective. Yeah, I'd love to, Brad. Uh, You know, Gary and I have been at this now for about five years. And, you know, to your point, you've seen a proliferation of the exogenous ketones really the last two years. Um, But the journey with Gary and I really, again, started about five years ago, and we were very fortunate to uh, be introduced to somebody you probably know, Dominic D'Agostino, who's at uh, the University of South Florida. And and Dominic had come up with a patent uh, that really centered around exogenous ketones. So Gary and I flew down there. Gary and I are both former athletes. I used to play pro baseball. So when we met with Dominic, everything he told us went against everything we were taught as athletes. And, you know, I was like, Dominic, why haven't I ever even heard of ketones before? And um, he just said it's it's a new science and there's there's a lot going on. So it's very intriguing. And Gary and I are very fortunate to do a licensing deal with the University of South Florida. And therein began the, the journey because we had to take this great idea that Dominic had and now commoditize it and turn it into a product. And that took quite a long time because at that point, no one knew how to make these exogenous ketone salts. And then number two were they were incredibly expensive. So bring us up to five years later uh, with the help of Dominic, who's done such a great job for this, you know, with ketosis and ketones and getting getting the word out there. Uh, we were able to make a product. Um, and, you know, what we did to start off with, though, Brad, was we licensed uh, the technology about three, year, three years ago to a, a very good partner of ours, a, a multi-level marketing company called Prove It. And 
you know, again, three years ago, no one even knew how to spell a ketone. And Prove It did a very good job of getting the word out. Um, and then subsequently, as you know, you probably see another 20, 30 brands out there right now that are uh, selling ketones. And those companies are actually either buying or licensing the technology from us, Brad. So with that, we kept what we consider the flagship uh, product, which is uh, what Gary will get into and explain that for Cogenics. And yeah, really the last 18 months has been just extraordinary. It's just people are starting to understand the benefits of ketosis through great people like you and Mark, obviously. And uh, then they're starting to learn the benefits of, you know, these exogenous ketones. Are you saying that you guys are the emanating point for all the products because you have the patent uh, or how is that working? Yeah, we have actually numerous patents, but, you know, Gary, you want to hit on that? Uh, I'd be happy to. Yeah. the When we originally uh, were uh, investigating this, uh, to what Rob was saying is nobody really knew about ketones, especially exogenous ketones. And so this was such a brand new idea. And the only thing four to five years ago you could find, as you probably know, Brad, is negative uh, connotations about uh, ketones, ketoacidosis, you know, type one diabetes. And, you know, the, the journey started with, um, you know, we had raspberry ketones all over the place, which aren't even technically chemically a ketone. Um, so you had a lot of distraction, you had a lot of noise and you had a lot of misconceptions uh, about uh, ketones to start. So when we took a look at this, you know, we started to uh, look into the intellectual property behind that, and we saw that uh, Dominic had kind of come up with uh, an, an invention of the utilization of beta-hydroxybutyrate salts and, uh, and in combination, special types of formulations with uh, mid-chain triglycerides. But uh, underlying that, we also... Uh, did some research and picked up a, a couple other patents that would be supportive to that, uh, especially in the area of weight loss. And so we kind of kind of garnered ourselves a little portfolio of that intellectual property. And then at that point, like Rob was explaining, it's time to try to commercial commercialize that. And believe me, when we first started, uh, it was very tough. This stuff was in a liquid form. It, it tasted horrible. There was a lot of, you know, uh, costs involved, and it just wasn't practical. So um, it took us a, a bit of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money to get a, the product to a point where what you're seeing today is a very viable, um, good-tasting type of supplement that allows people uh, a huge amount of, of benefits in terms of adopting the use of ketones in their diet. So you're right that we're kind of the emanating point of that. Uh, you know, Rob and I have, you know, we remember meeting with, uh, with Prove It for the very first time back in Kentucky. So it was, it's been a long journey, but it's been uh, very, very worthwhile. Uh, I think uh, the first thing I'd like to address is this kind of big picture philosophical question that popped into my head uh, immediately when I discovered that 
uh, it was possible to consume an exogenous ketone. And that is that, you know, this, this fragile metabolic state of getting into ketosis takes all that hard work and dietary restriction. So it's kind of like, um, you know, could this be sort of a, um, a crutch or a hangover cure to uh, bypass the hard work necessary through the diet and just um, kind of shortcut your way to paradise uh, by taking a supplement. I love that shortcut to paradise. That's very good. I like that statement. Rob, we'll have to remember that one. So let me let me kind of address that. I, you know, Brad, when we first got involved in this, the, you know, there's a lot of myths that that surround ketones. And one of the biggest myths that we encountered was that glucose was the body's preferred fuel. And so for you to ask that question is very, very germane because initially when we, we got involved, that seemed to be a very, very big question. You know, would the body uptake exogenous ketones in preference to glucose or if you had an abundance of glucose, would it ever use the exogenous ketones, blah, 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 blah. So the real interesting part about it is, is smart guys like Dominic and, uh, and other, other people, Jeff Volek, we, we've now discovered uh, that ketones are the preferred body fuel. And so when ketones are present in the blood in sufficient quantity, those ketones will be literally used preferentially to glucose. And that discovery in and of itself opens that door to utilizing exogenous ketones where before, you're right, it was very, very arduous, still is arduous to do it endogenously. And this just gave us the uh, biochemistry to uh, move forward in helping people who wanted to utilize ketones in their diet to do so. Yeah, what are the uh, the big uh, selling points? What are the most uh, beneficial uses of a supplemental ketone to override um, your usual uh, burning of glucose or um, stored body fat? In, in the case of when you consume the supplement, you're saying that you transition right over to um, preferential ketone burning because the uh, the the drink is uh, in your bloodstream within minutes, right? Yes, that's exactly right. And so the you know so the the old idiom that gee glucose is the preferred body fuel has kind of gone out the window and now we we do know that ketones especially if you talk about the brain and the nervous system and the heart and some of the other peripheral organs are uh, it's 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 like their candy give it to me as soon as it's present they they want to use it uh, so does that have I mean I've I'm I'm also uh representing today for the detractors who I'm engaged with uh, at times and uh, reading about uh, the, the, um, the wild card, the loose cannons like Richard Nikolai saying that, um, you know, the, the best results and the, the intended benefits of keto come from um, starvation, calorie restriction, uh, carbohydrate restriction so that you're making them internally. Um, however, you know, um, we have daily life and we have reality and we have people that are dealing with, um, you know, cognitive decline conditions uh, or athletes like me who are trying to burn the cleanest possible fuel and generate the minimal amount of inflammation after a high intensity workout. So I'm interested in the potential of 
drinking the uh, the exogenous ketones before a hard workout so that I'm burning this this cleaner burning fuel. Um, but what about that? Uh, what about that uh, criticism saying that um, you're you're shutting off fat burning, you're shutting off actual production of internal ketones also when you're taking the drink because now you have this easy, readily available source. Just like when you're uh, drinking a um, uh, some alcohol, you're shutting off the burning of all other fuel sources. Well, that's that's really interesting. Uh, you know, we we've heard that commentary a lot, as you probably know. Um, what's What's very, very interesting is how we get to a point where we really want to use both. The The beautiful thing about taking exogenous ketones is that it allows people a variability they never had before. So if the choice was utilizing ketones for the benefits the ketones provide versus not using them at all, let's say those are your two choices, boy, you know, exogenous ketones becomes a a really big hit. If it's, hey, I want to manage a a ketogenic lifestyle and I want to blend the utilization of exogenous ketones with endogenous ketones productions, you you now have that strategy open to you. And then to the extreme that, that, that you're at, how do I get the maximum out of a fuel source that I can take and really power a workout and get the benefits of a decrease in inflammation, recovery faster. How do I really take that on? And then, of course, what you named before, and you're right on track, is what do I do about clinical ailments in which uh, ketones have been shown to be very, very beneficial? What about those people? So by bringing another tool into the game, it doesn't say that we don't support endogenous ketone production, because we do. But would, wouldn't it be nice to have just another tool in the toolbox to ameliorate some of the issues that having to do complete endogenous ketone production creates? People, but, you know, and the lifestyle that you were talking about is so real. Like, uh, the ketogenic diet's been around a long time. But its adoption has been slow, and it hasn't been, you know, widely uh, uh, implemented. But with exogenous ketones, allowing people that just that edge to be able to stay in ketosis when they maybe have cheated a little bit, or uh, you know, their 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 own um, kind of habits that that the blending of, of ketogen, uh, exogenous ketones and endogenous ketone productions just really aid. But what we're finding is that when you take exogenous ketones, you're not shutting down your own end, end, endogenous ketone production. Because the reality is, okay, when you take a ketone supplement, the body has the capability right now today uh, of producing about 150 grams of endogenous ketones per day. And that would be in, of course, a highly fasted starvation type of state. Um, but taking a supplement that, that you take throughout the day, maybe multiple times, you're not ever going to get to the point where you're taking as many ketones in exogenously as your body is capable of producing endogenously. So isn't that really cool to have a tool 
that allows you to do both and blend those strategies together. Well, especially if you're going for it with your diet, you're doing the hard work and you have periods where there might be a little bit of struggle, there might be a little bit of tendency to reach for um, your, your old favorite snacks. And so I guess the supplement use could have a an application there to kind of power you through the afternoon or whatnot, uh, because it is a readily available source of energy. And I think we skipped over, um, assuming the, the audience knows this, and hopefully they've listened to a lot of the keto shows uh, that we produce uh, on the channel here, but um, that anti-inflammatory impact. So the the science is uh, showing this uh, profound anti-inflammatory effect of burning ketones rather than the usual fuel source of glucose. And again, I'm comparing those two because the ketones burn like glucose in the body. That's what the evolutionary rationale for ketone manufacturing is. It's because we have a scarcity of dietary carbohydrates. We need to fuel that high-calorie demand brain with glucose because the brain doesn't burn fat. So we're making ketones in the liver. We're sending them to the brain, and they have these wonderful health applications, uh, one of the main ones being that anti-inflammatory effect, especially um, important today because when we're in this carbohydrate dependency dietary pattern, we're in an inflammatory state due to the uh, the dirty burning nature of glucose. There's a whole shows I talked about this and the keto reset diet talking about this in detail and showing that analogy of uh, the campfire where you have a campfire made with twigs and wadded up newspaper indicating that uh, high carbohydrate diet where you're snacking on this uh, crappy fuel all day long. And then we have the fat and keto adapted person who is burning the big logs and they're glowing with warmth. You don't have to tend to them all the time. You can go for long periods of time uh, without, you know, external calories. And so that's the fat and ketone burning state. So if this is kind of your uh, your bridge over to, you know, getting more and more adapted and more comfortable with your diet, um, that seems like a, a check mark in the, um, in the positive category. Uh, but, you know, back to that question of um, are you shutting off the, the burning of uh, internal ketones and fat, and you're saying that, you know, you're not taking massive pounds of this supplement where you're overriding uh, and, and getting up to the point where you're just living off your, your product um, so this is sort of like a an adjunct to, uh, I, I guess, best practices would be as an adjunct to this um, fat-adapted, keto-adapted diet. That's uh, very well said. Um, we actually have kind of coined that phrase. Uh, uh, we call it continuous ketone supplementation. So as, as we go through the day, uh, like say, uh, for instance, Rob and I, We'll take uh, Kigenics uh, throughout the day, periodically throughout the day, and and that that kind of ameliorates any of the things that you're talking about. Like, oh, you know, maybe I didn't make it on this one meal, but because you're doing exogenous ketone supplementation, it kind of gets you over that hump and allows you to stay focused into that lifestyle. So. It's just a, a very powerful tool in in helping people get the benefits of, of ketones without pushing them into and and what's interesting before is you just you hit on something important that, that maybe we should talk about. But when you go into a severe fast or you go into a prolonged fast or you go into a uh, a, a very restricted diet, you're actually pushing your body into a, a a point of uh, of a catabolic state where 
you're, you're really forcing your body to uh, literally break down uh, materials that it that normally it would not break down. And one of our uh, one of our science board members, Jeff Bullock, he believes in fasting, but he doesn't believe in prolonged fasting, for instance. So a 24 hour fast is something that can be very, very beneficial. Um, I also do intermittent fasting, which I think is also very beneficial. But when you see people taking this to three, four, five days, you really have entered into a complete state of catabolism. Exogenous ketones are the first opportunity, and this is why I think you are hitting on this subject. It's our first opportunity to take and enjoy ketones in a lifestyle that it's anabolic. So rather than catabolic, we can, we can now utilize those ketones without having to go through uh, a catabolic state. That gives us a brand new opportunity to utilize our body in a different way. Hmm, that's kind of interesting. So um, if you're taking, let's say, a packet here and there a few times a day, there's, what, 100 calories in a packet? Uh, yeah, there's about 100 calories, yep. About ninety. That's right. Um, so that's that's not a um, that's not a huge contribution to your overall caloric needs. But the beauty of that is that you're taking it in a pure form that can be utilized right away. It, it's in a ketone form, and and that gives you uh, completely different options. Uh, so once you burn through the calories in the packet, uh, what's your opinion? How does that affect your uh, metabolic state after that, and is that is, is that actually what happens? You consume these calories, you're burning uh, this many this many calories, which takes you uh, 15 minutes or or what have you, and then what happens after that? Well, the uh, well, the cool thing about uh, uh, Dr. Diagostino's uh, invention is that the the combination of being able to integrate uh, mid-chain fatty acids with uh, produ- production ketone salts is that you get a dual effect. You So you get not only a, a, a biologically uplift from the ketones itself, but you also get an endogenous production of ketones following that process. So it's really a blending of how we use exogenous ketones in combination to not only give you the energy you want, but also continue to be able to process those uh, endogenous ketones as you go along. That's really the, the strength of that invention. And that's, that's the product in Kegenics. That's what we have created is anyone going to dispute that? I, I, I'm trying to recall um, Nikolai's commentary um, that you're, you're drinking this product, and if you're aligned with your diet, that's going to uh, kind of turbocharge your internal ketone production after you burn through the calories in the product? Yes. And does anyone dispute that? Like, what would you have to say if someone said, oh, that's not true? Well, uh, I, I would just uh, I'd refer him back to Dominic because that's the uh, that's entire uh, thesis behind what? Oh, she's that's a good answer, man. How about that? From I, I've I've listened to the last twenty podcasts, and usually 
people are just going off. How about going back to the, the science that, that started this whole thing? I like that. Thank you. That's exactly what we, we should do. The, the speech and debate class is adjourned for the day. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so let me just further that. If you're, um, if you're not so good at the, the dietary part, right? You're, you're halfway there or something to that extent, or you're, you're taking these departures where, you know, the dove bar is calling your name, uh, and so forth. Um, is that going to make it a little more tricky? I mean, do you have to kind of have that component pretty well dialed to the extent where you're going to take a supplement and then smoothly transition into uh, turbocharged internal ketone production? Um, you know, that's, that's a, that's a very good question. The, uh, the, the hardest part is that when you know when when you're delivering uh, boluses or you're delivering large quantities of whatever, whether it's glucose or ketones, you're, that's your question. What what happens, right? So if if the Dove Bar is calling your name, um, preferentially there's going to be only two things that happen. One, the body either stores the uh, excess glucose uh, as glycogen, or it uh, and, and or it, it continues to store it as fat if there's if your glycogen stores are filled, or it will use it. And one of the one of the most interesting uh, concepts that that we're exploring right now, and probably very helpful for what you're trying to do with your workouts, is we've been uh, exploring and. Uh, this whole concept of being able to utilize a dual fuel concept where the body is capable of burning two substrates at one time. So we, uh, and, and Rob probably is probably the best one to talk about that because when we built this product for testing and I just kind of gave it to him unbeknownst to him and saying, here, would you try this out for us and, and see what it does? And, and Rob, you may want to jump in on that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, so what we've been working on, you know, Gary and, and some other people, because to your point, Brad, you hear, you know, when you come out with something as special as the exogenous ketones appear to be, you're always going to have naysayers and you're always going to have one side of the community that's going to be very negative, And that's fine. And there still needs to be a lot of work that needs to be done in this space. Dominic's doing a lot of work. Uh, we're putting a lot of money towards that because there has been an incredible amount of studies done on the ketogenic diet, but what work's been done on exogenous ketones? And to this point, very little has been done. And, you know, people like ourselves and some other companies um, are and need to put money out there to have studies done on that. But to Gary's point, you know, I'm a, as somebody that works out literally, you know, seven days a week. Uh, to create this product with a combination of ketones and glucose. And what we're seeing so far, at least me on an N1, so take that for what it's worth, was one of the best workouts I've ever had. So there's going to have to be a wealth of more work done on that. Um, But it looks like just in the early beginnings, we're on the precipice of something pretty special here. But I did want to hit on one thing because you you were kind of going that way, Brad. And we do not profess this. There are people out there that say, hey, you can continue to eat bad, continue to go to McDonald's, eat your potato chips, and then take an exogenous ketone, and you'd be fine. And we don't profess that at all. We are big believers in cutting back on sugars, cutting back on, 
on unhealthy uh, carbs. And, and yes, with that, an exogenous ketone can do very good things. But for people that think they can continue to eat bad and then take an exogenous ketone and everything's going to be fine, we do not believe that. Uh, now, it could help because it does have incredible appetite suppression effects. But again, where we're at is we are big believers, again, in cutting back on sugars and carbs. And uh, and then we believe the, you know, our product and the other exogenous ketone products out there, which there are some very good ones, uh, can have a huge benefit. Um, so what about that person that's um, kind of uh, not aligned with the diet? Uh, they're going to burn through the, the ketone fuel in the product and then, I suppose, um, go back into a carbohydrate dependency state where they might just um, have a uh, have an appetite for their usual fuel source. And so they, they, they'll still get a benefit if they're an athlete or whatever, right? They're going to the CrossFit class. They're drinking this thing. They're burning that clean burning fuel during the workout uh, and then uh, missing out on the... Um, the, the most profound metabolic benefits because the rest of their time is um, sort of sort of still in carb dependency. Yeah, that's uh, very well said. I think that uh, let me let me touch on something that Rob was just uh, touching on that is very very interesting. So let's say you have somebody who has uh, you know a typical Western diet where their diet is fifty to sixty percent carbs and probably close to 20 to 30% protein in the balance is fat. So all of a sudden they say, hey, you know, let's, let's try exogenous uh, ketones, see what that can do. So the one thing that Rob touched on, which is very, very important, is that when your brain is happy, you're happy. And so when the brain is satisfied, when you're, you're providing the brain the exogenous ketones, you're just not as hungry. You don't have the same level of cravings. I mean, they've they've been able to show that that sugar is far more addictive than cocaine or methamphetamine or some of those other types of drugs. So sugar is very very highly addictive. So when you can kind of break that cycle, and let's say somebody cuts down, just decides to cut down in what they're they're eating. One of the things that's interesting that happens is that. The one thing that cuts down, even if you kept the same diet, the thing you're cutting down the most on is carbs, simply because that's 60% of your diet. So just by deciding to, to do supplementation, Brad, you're actually cutting way back on carbs just out of a natural sequence. And then that becomes self-reinforcing. So when people aren't hungry and they are starting to see the results. Well, you know, hey, my, my, my focus is getting better. Um, I'm not as hungry. I'm feeling more energy. It becomes a positive spiral up. And they continue then to say, well, gee, maybe I should cut down a little bit more on carbs and see what happens. So eventually you get to a, a smooth process by which people can really transition into a ketogenic lifestyle or the utilization of ketones in their diet without having to do a lot or think about it a lot because their diet already is so laden in carbohydrates. So the math is in their favor. 
just by restricting the amount they eat naturally because they're not as hungry, guess what they're doing? They've cut down on more carbs than they've cut down in a long time. That in and of itself tends to perpetuate the opportunity for them to use more and more ketones in their in their diet and in their life and gain the benefits from that. Yeah, Brad, and I think what's cool is, you know, it ties into what you and Mark are, you know, you just came out with that brilliant book, which is just amazing. And I think you guys nailed it, you know, you where you're almost saying people have to earn the right to become keto and they have to go through a reset and and that's where we think with supplementation is it can help people like that. You know, to take somebody, as Gary was saying, that, you know, the average American is eating 300 grams of carbs a day and then to tell them to go down to, say, 50 or 100. Uh, can people do it? Absolutely. But for the vast majority, that's going to be a very big uphill battle that they're going to have to overcome. Oh, my gosh. I, I just talked to a group of endurance athletes who – are very interested in the low carb scene. It's really permeating the endurance culture, which of course has been the ultimate sugar burning, pie eating, ice cream <laughs> slamming culture of, of the planet. Cause yeah. they're, you know, these guys are, uh, out there for four hours a day. They're the connoisseurs of all things, uh, all things decadent. Um, and so there's a lot of interest there, but particularly for an endurance athlete, um, it's probably going to be even tougher to transition over to a low carb diet than the person in the next cube at work who doesn't burn that many calories and doesn't have that huge energy demand. So uh, I'm feeling, you know, my, my and I want to talk into the athlete realm here and see what you guys think, because it feels like my highest excitement is for uh, that high-performing athlete that's looking for the assorted benefits. And I, I, I threw out a, a few of them over the show, but if you guys want to focus on that, especially uh, the UNLV softball, women's softball team, which is, um, you know, hitting the ball over the fence so frequently, they must be on ketones or something. But um, it, it seems like that that readily available, clean-burning energy source could be a game-changer for uh, many athletes. Yeah, I'll let Gary get into that, but absolutely. Um, and you're seeing it, you know, the hardest part for some of these athletes, Brad, and, and I can attest to it myself, is once you get used to a re, you know, regime or you've been taught to eat a certain way, it's hard for you to stop doing that. And, um, you know, you've seen a lot of these endurance athletes that have finally started going to a ketogenic diet and now are breaking records. Um, we've read a lot about these guys and gals, um, but it's it's just hard to break bad habits. But from endurance, uh, people doing endurance races to, uh, bodybuilders surprisingly that, you know, typically have been taught so much about carb, carb, carb. And now we're seeing a lot of these bodybuilders that are doing a ketogenic diet and just having incredible results. Um, so Gary, I don't know if you want to hit some more on that. Yeah, that's a, that's, that, that's really great. You know, one of the things that, uh, we sometimes forget, Brad, is that, the ability, the body's ability to store store glycogen is pretty limited. You know, you got somebody who's really uh, a great athlete; they might be able to store three thousand, you know, calories of glycogen, uh, whether that's in the liver or in the muscle. So, the conversion for athletes we actually find is faster to become keto adapted than. The non-athlete, and, and here's why. Because 
they can deplete 3,000 calories very quickly. So if we're supplementing, if we're, if we're powering up with ketone supplementation and, and, and they're doing it appropriately, they can replace that energy as, as they go down the, I'm going to cut out the carbs and I'm going to go towards becoming uh, fat adapted. Because the, the true endurance athletes that we work with are very fat adapted. That really means that, you know, that clean burning fuel you were talking about, not only are they utilizing that vis-a-vis ketones, but they're utilizing the energy of fatty acids directly in the muscle. And, and that's where that super endurance uh, comes. They're, they're able to really like, wow, now the muscles can convert fatty acids directly into energy. And, and, and you know this as well as we do, is that, that uh, a gram of fat is fatty acids is way more powerful than a gram of, of glycogen. So, and you can store an, an endless amount. And so all of a sudden, endurance becomes such a favorite to ketone fat-adapted athletes. And because their physique or because their physiologies are so good, these people can become fat adapted so quickly. It's just exciting to see. So if a, uh, a fitness enthusiast is listening and interested in, um, in, in trying it out, getting started, uh, what's, your, what's your recommended way to get going? And also let's um, address some of the um, commentary about uh, these things being difficult on the stomach, difficult to digest. Okay, so let's take uh, the first part of your question first, and that's how would you do it? Okay, so you would start with a uh, you would start with exogenous ketone supplementation, and you would add to that the addition of dietary fat. So you you would essentially displace your your present diet. You would decrease your, your, uh, carbs, you would kind of maintain an average pro protein, uh, profile, 25, 30% of your total daily calories coming from protein because protein can be converted to glucose in a, a process called glyconeogenesis. So you want to kind of stay away from the body utilizing that as a crutch. So all of a sudden you start doing a fairly good size regimen of ketone supplementation to a point where a you're not hungry and b you have the energy and now you you go in and you start working out and at that point you're going to deplete pretty quickly the uh, glycogen and at that point you're going to uh, mobilize the lipolysis in your body or the fat burning capability or the fat releasing capability. And once you're in that lipolysis phase and you're releasing triglycerides, you're releasing fatty acids, and you're releasing glu- uh, uh, glycerol, now your liver is, is capable of producing the ketones. And within a week or so, by adding dietary fat, okay, as opposed to just pure catabolism, uh, you're adding some dietary fat. Your body is mobilizing its fat stores. You have reduced your glycogen, and you're supplementing 
with exogenous ketones to the point where you have the energy, you have the, 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 the appetite suppression, the lack of cravings, you're feeling really good. You're now going back to, hey, within two weeks, you're starting to become fat adapted. Now your muscles are really starting to use those fatty acids for fuel in, instead of or in addition to glycogen. So that would be kind of the answer to that first, first part. Okay, so the key, uh, I, I think, as we as we go through this, that you're you're looking for is how do I get myself to a point where I'm utilizing key, uh, exogenous ketones at the same time I'm utilizing uh, uh, for the superior athlete? How am I going to utilize both? Well, it just becomes basically. Uh, the blending of how much carbs do you really need for that quick kind of energy, and then how much protein do I need for that building? But but your base system is now running on fatty uh, on fats, whether it's eating fat or your own fat. Love it. Very well said, guys. I I um, I think that might be a good place to wrap up and uh, uh, maybe uh, give you listeners some uh, impetus to try this stuff out. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm becoming a big fan uh, of that targeted use when I uh, do this stuff in and around. It's really like before, during, and after my high-intensity workout so that I can just uh, kind of minimize that uh, damage from inflammation and burn the cleanest possible fuel out there when I'm high-jumping and sprinting. So uh, I appreciate the work you guys are doing. It's uh, it's really exciting frontier of uh, sports nutrition supplementation, especially when you consider Oh, let's go, you know, what's been the greatest innovations in the past 30 years in the sports nutrition scene? And it's basically like sugar and more sugar and different forms of sugar. And now there's a gel and now there's a block and now there's <laughs> a circle. Um, so this is kind of a way that um, I think we're, we're heading into something that has real a tremendous application. I had uh, Dr. D'Agostino uh, in the book quoted extensively um, about how, you know, there's applications here for the Navy SEALs and the, the astronauts who, you know, can't afford to bonk even more so than the, the, uh, enthusiast doing the Iron Man where the, the ad tagline says, you can't afford to bonk, so take this sugar product. Well, you know, you can't tell that to the Navy SEAL when they're, when, when they're on a mission. So, um, pretty, pretty exciting stuff here at the, at the very cutting edge of sports nutrition. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the one last question that you had asked was about stomach issues and, uh, I'm not specifically, I mean, you might elaborate a little bit on that. Oh, I've just heard people say, uh, watch out. Um, and I, I think it's mostly in the, um, in the realm of that MCT oil, which is goes hand in hand with taking exogenous ketones because it helps boost your internal production of ketones. But putting that aside for a moment, um, do you do you see any um, any feedback that these things are difficult to digest? Uh, just the ketones. Actually, we don't see uh, any digestibility really uh, issues on that uh, in terms of the exogenous ketone side of that. Uh, where you're talking about is is fairly well documented. There's there's a lot of people who have eaten carbs for so long, if you think about it, right? Their whole life, in fact, some people that they haven't really utilized um, fats as a dietary 
element, at least in any large quantity. And, and the fats they have digested are primarily these saturated, monosaturated fats. So when you get to a uh, mid-chain fatty acid, um, sometimes the, your system isn't set up to process those. You may lack some enzymes, you may lack some substrates that allow you, your body, to digest those quickly. But over time, those, ty- those kinds of things uh, tend to dissipate, and people get, your, their bodies get more acclimated to that, and that doesn't become an issue. So a- a- initially, when, when people are trying to get into that, and they take a lot of mid-chain fatty acids, uh, we have seen some types of stomach distress simply because they're not—they're just not used to it, just like anything else. Uh, well, they've—I've also—it's uh, also been this um, this story about how terrible they taste, and I think people are confused that these were the early, you know, beta products, and the um, the drink that you guys put out is is very palatable. It tastes like an energy drink, except except instead of. Um, dirty burning sugar, you're getting the ketones. So good job on that, because I know that's a really difficult process to get that get that right. Yeah, it was. Thank you. Yeah, they literally, the, the new products we have out now, Brad, literally taste like orange juice or lemonade. And it uh, took five years to do that, but they taste fantastic. <laughs> Rob Rogers and Gary Millett working hard for Kegenics. Try out their product. Maybe we could get you guys back on someday if we get a bunch of uh, listener questions to cover uh, pertaining to supplement use. But uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to our listeners and, and keep up the good work with Kegenics. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is your host, Brad Kearns. Talk to you later. Da 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 da. Hi, Brad Kearns here with something different than a stiff commercial script message. I want to give you an authentic endorsement for one of my favorite supplements of all time. It's called Adaptogenic Calm. It used to be called Primal Calm, and the key ingredient in this formula is called Phosphatidylserine, or PS. And this agent has been shown in hundreds of studies to blunt the catabolic effects of the stress hormone cortisol in the bloodstream that's released in response to all forms of life stress, whether it's a series of difficult workouts, extensive jet travel, personal stress of any kind. We're constantly triggering the fight-or-flight mode in modern life. And when people say, hey, you should take a chill pill, this really is a chill pill. Because when you consume an appropriate amount of phosphatidylserine and the other supportive ingredients that have been known to have a calming effect on the central nervous system, things like magnesium, L-theanine, magnolia bark, and rhodiola, you will get a calming effect. It's not like a stimulant product that makes you feel more energy and have a better workout but instead this sort of takes the edge off of that stress buzz where you feel that foggy brain function maybe a little shaky and finally fried at the end of a busy stressful day this stuff will help you clear your bloodstream from those catabolic stress hormones before they can do the damage so i like to take significant quantities of it in and around stressful events such as jet travel or in those heavy training cycles when you're really pushing your body and trying so hard not to fall into that overtraining, overstress, foggy brain function spiral downward. That's right, phosphatidylserine has also been shown to enhance cognitive function. It's commonly used 
in Europe on cognitive decline patients. And you can make that connection between when you're frazzled and overstressed and how your brain doesn't work quite as well. So this is a brain function enhancing, stress hormone reducing, secret weapon, adaptogenic calm. Look for it on primalblueprint.com.